Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman, and today we have a wonderful conversation, a simple conversation, and one that honestly just came out of left field today. I was sitting and I was reading, I was thinking about um, this very tense moment in 1 Timothy. I guess tense maybe isn't exactly the right word, but it's a very somber moment. It's talking about something that would I would consider to be a very serious thing, and yet in it the Lord spoke something so light and uh, really just encouraged me. So I want to talk about that today. But before I get into the conversation, as always, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and if you're watching this, you can obviously leave a comment. You can um, leave a review on the podcast, depending on what platform you are on. All of that does help. If you have more questions about myself or about Family Mission, feel free to check out the description. Um, or the show notes, and you can find information, uh, website, SpelmanMinistries.org, and all kinds of goodies, social media, and different things, and ways to get in contact with myself and the family um, with any sort of questions or uh, sort of, what do you call it, contact you want to have with us, simply put. So all that stuff is available, and I always like to make that known. So um, this morning, I was kind of looking at some things here in 1 Timothy chapter 4. The subheading in my Bible says, some will depart from the faith. Now, I would not necessarily consider that to be the most exciting news um, or the most um, hope-filled news. However, in it, there's something that just right off the bat, the Holy Spirit highlighted to me. And it's something that... um, is really emphasized in what Christ did. Paul was very clear to say, I preach Christ and him crucified. Christ and him crucified. He he always went back to that. And there's a really good reason because what Christ did really sets the tone and sets the identity for each and every one of us. As his followers, what he did really establishes us. Um, And understanding, you know, a little bit of the old covenant with the bulls and the goats and all the different things, or excuse me, the lambs, and the way that they would sacrifice and the blood would be spilled, it's those things were in atonement. Um, And if you go back to like Genesis chapter 9, and if you've listened to the podcast, I've talked about this a little bit before, but in Genesis chapter 9, Noah gets off the boat, classic Bible story, gets off the boat. And when he gets off the boat, the Lord begins talking to him and gives him basically some ground rules. Um, so to speak, no pun intended. He was on the water anyway. So he gets, he gets off the boat and there's some things that the Lord asks him. And one of the things he specifically talks about is he talks about blood and he talks about where blood is spilled, blood is required. And, um, when a life is taken, you know, a life is required of it. That simple exchange is, is, is heavily, um, emphasized. And then the scripture says, because life is in the blood. So there's an element even in our own body, you know, um, the Lord revealed this to me a while back where he was, t- he was discussing me even in science, you know, um, we are spirit beings and the word for spirit, um, in Hebrew is ruach, which is breath. So spirit and breath are synonymous. They're the same thing. So what does our blood carry? Our blood carries the breath. It carries all that when we breathe in, it goes into our lungs. And then what? The blood distributes all of that through oxygen and different things to energize the rest of our bodies. So the blood literally carries our spirit through it. That's why blood covenants are so powerful. There's a there's even a, a science about this. It's very interesting. So when Jesus spilled his blood for us and he offered a covenant through faith, it's a very sober deal. 
But once that covenant has been accepted, once you have been born again, born into the supernatural life and you've come into the kingdom of heaven, there's a reality of identity that I am established and I am clean that must be um, grasped onto with every ounce of faith that we have. Because we're getting ready to get into the scripture. There's something that that happens. There's something that is happening in the world right now that can um, really work to to mess with the believer. So I'm going to go ahead and read this, and hopefully that was a good setup for what this says. But First Timothy chapter four says this. Now the Spirit expressingly says that in later times, which if you haven't caught on, we are in pretty much the end of of days here, so to speak. Some will depart from the faith. By now, why why do they depart? They devote themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. That's a little gnarly. But what does it say? How does the deceitful teachings come? What's the the pathway? What's the thing that these deceitful teachings are riding on? Verse 2, through the insecurity of liars whose consciences are seared. So there's three things in verse two that talks about these deceitful things come on. They come through insecurity first. And see, that's why what Jesus did with the blood, that produces something in us. It produces security. It produces proof of identity. You know, it's like whenever you, you know, you go and you have to show your passport. It's like, no, I'm under the blood. You know, my identity, I'm clean. I am in the kingdom of heaven. That's where I'm at. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me. It produces security in our identity. And when that's not realized, that is, again, is an open opportunity it's an unst- it's an instability in our in our soul. It's an instability in our heart that the enemy here very clearly uses to get in with deceitful teachings. It's all uh, a lot of things in life are an identity game. Who are you? Why why are you here? Those questions are so often even in just the secular world. Those questions are so prevalent. Those questions are so dominant. Why, why are we here? What are we doing? You know, who, what, when, where, why, and how? All of those questions, um, all of those are rooted in identity. When you have your identity landed in Christ and the manifested Son of God who came down, the Word of God became flesh and put on flesh, our high priest, Jesus, who was tempted in all ways, yet without sin, whenever that, that reality of what He's accomplished through what he did on the cross. That's why Paul, I always teach Christ and him crucified because it always goes back to an identity redeemed. An identity redeemed is the seed with which all these other things grow. But see, if that identity never fully takes root. Now it says this, which is interesting. It says, depart from the faith. So there's a choice being made to depart. You know, if you're going to go depart from something, that's not something got stolen from you. There's an active decision to choose something else. So that tells me that even in this, our identity, which what? It comes by grace through faith. You are saved by grace through faith. So it's a, it's a choice. It's not just like, okay, well, now all of a sudden I'm just going to instantly feel and all these things are going to change. There is a supernatural power that comes by the Holy Spirit, yes, that that cocoons, if you will, the, the truth. But there comes a point in every believer's life we have to make a choice to continue to follow, to devote ourselves to to the faith. Like the disciples, you know, there's a moment where when Jesus first comes to the disciples, he's, he's inviting them to come and they follow, but every single morning they had to continue to follow. 
every single day of their lives, they had to make an active, conscious decision to follow after Christ. You know, it wasn't like Jesus went around and just was pulling them, all right, come on now. And they're just like, all right, whatever. They had to make that choice. And see that making that choice in the the light of faith and the light of what the cross has done, again, that finished work, that is a propellant that will keep us from this deceitful teachings because there's a lot of different teachings that'll try to tell us who we are. You know, a lot of there's a lot of things where people say, Well, I'm still just I'm just a sinner. Well, if Jesus died for you, you're not a sinner anymore. Yes, you were, but I'm not anymore. I'm a new creation. What how how can I be a brand new creation and still be a rotten sinner? How can I how can I be born again and still be like I was born when I was before? How, how, see, there's so many identity things and it even sounds like it's humble. Lord, I'm still just, you know, I know I was a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. I just, I come before you and no, Jesus died for you that said boldly approach the throne. So there's an element even where there's teachings that are always trying to suppress, oppress and put pressure on the believer. And God, he said, I've come that you might have life and life abundantly. Jesus said, um, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So yes, there's correction. Yes, there's, you know, a humility that we always have, but it's not from this weird place of your pressure down. Because again, what is that? That's an identity threat. It's a threat that you can never, you know, if you expand or if you grow, you're doing it wrong. God's all about growing. Look at out, look at nature. You just leave stuff. Well, it's going to grow. You, you know, things get water and sunlight. It's going to grow. So God, very clearly, even just looking at how the world functions apart from people, God's about multiplication, growing, expanding, territory, producing. And so for us to then be a believer and be stuck in a place of, I'm just always going to be a failure. I'm just never going to be able to get over this. You know, this is just my thorn in my side. I'm just going to always have. That's not what Christ died for. So again, but understanding Christ and Him crucified, that reality builds up a wall of faith. Like the Bible says, put up the shield of faith. It's, again, it's directly connected. These things are all f- connected to each other. So it says this, devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insecurity, insincerity and insecurity of liars whose consciences are seared. So there's a conscience that's seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving to those who believe and know the truth. Again, the identity back to believing and knowing the truth. It's, do you believe your identity has been changed? Do we believe that I'm a son of God now? Do I believe that I've been born again? Is that a reality? And do I know it in my knower? who forbid marriage and require absence. So there's there's things that are constantly being pulled. And, and again, I don't want to get too much into um, some of the specifics of these things, but the big point that just was landing in my heart is there's a, there's a level of insecurity and insincerity that comes. Um, and that insecurity, it, it creates a threat. And Christ died that we would have security. So I just want to encourage you guys today with just being secure in who He is, not allowing... Um, these things that so easily try to re-identify who we are and tell, you know, people without getting too much into culture, it's very clear that identity is a big issue. There's a lot of things that are trying to pull and trying to define what it means to be a person, 
what it means to be a man, a woman, what it means to be a, a child, an adult, what it means to be a human just alive on the planet. There's so many different things that are trying to tell this is what it means. This is the identity. This is what it looks like. There's only one who can tell us what our identity is like, and his name is Jesus Christ. Because why? Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And all of us were made in the image of the Father. So in order to see the Father, what? We have to come through Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. No one can even see the Father except by Jesus. That's why it all revolves around Christ, Him crucified, because it it brings a clear identity for all of us. That's all I had for today. That's all I really feel in my spirit. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. Again, I love you guys. Hopefully this time I talked a little bit slower. I've noticed my last couple podcasts, I was really ripping it quick. I tried to talk a little slower today. I think we did okay. But um, yeah, that's always, it's a learning exercise. These are super fun. And uh, thank you guys for being a part of it. So I'll see you guys next time on Roar. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope things continue to grow in your life and produce as the producer of all life lives and grows on the inside of you. I'll see you guys later.